Today's episode of Jam Session is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. Other sites have gone back to the same old tactic of showing you a lower price and then charging huge fees at checkout. But at SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly how much you're paying, where you're sitting, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old site and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. After you're done with SeatGeek, and while you're at your laptop, why not check out our Game of Thrones after show? It's called After the Thrones, hosted by fellow Channel 33 hosts Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. It's available after every episode of Game of Thrones on HBO Now, HBO Go, and even HBO Proper. But if you're at your laptop, why not check out now? Winter is here. Chris and Andy are ready to break it down for you. A little more housekeeping before we get to Jam Session. I also want to tell you about two new podcast feeds we have. One is The Ringer's NFL Show, and it features folks like Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, Mallory Rubin. More to come talking about, of course, football. And we also have the new Ringer NBA Show talking all things hoops. Uh, I'll be doing some of those. Chris Ryan will be doing some of those. It's really a great time to talk about basketball. You can find both of those feeds on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Um, we're in a different room today. We're, we're, here. Si- we're sitting on the Game of Thrones, or sorry, we're on the After the Thrones set. We are coming to you live from like post-Westeros world. It's kind of weird. It's pretty interesting. Uh, right behind Juliet, I'm just looking at a map of Rest- Westeros, which I only recently realized is like <laughs> largely based on the map of Europe. Similar to Europe, indeed. Um, but our attention this week is firmly on the city of New York yes. and the Met Gala. The Met Gala. I have a lot of opinions about the Met Gala. Met Gala was a hot topic in the Ringer office. It was. We're also going to talk about Steph Curry and Aisha Curry. Yes. And we'll also talk about Britney Spears. But first, to New York we go. To the steps of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Juliet, how interested are you in the Met Gala generally? Um, I would say like on like a like a it was like a, a color scale from like yellow to red. I'm, okay. so, I'm somewhere in the orange zone. Okay. Like I'm not like deeply invested, but I want to know what's going on. Okay. And I, also like, you know, two years ago was when we had the Jay-Z Beyonce fight. Yes. So it's become like more of like a touchstone in terms of like the celebrity social circuit. Yes. How is, invested are you? It's definitely become more important. I want to come back to that. Um, I would say I'm a red. Ooh. I'm, I'm pretty here. I'm interested in the myth of Anna Wintour. I'm okay. interested I mean, Vogue is a ridiculous magazine uh, for rich people. Sure. Uh, but I still am sort of, I watch, I read it with fascination. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I'm sort of interested in the Vogue orbit. Do you subscribe to it? I do, actually. Interesting. How many magazines do you subscribe to? Um, four so, magazines? So Vogue is is 25% of your periodicals. Vogue is 20 And I, like, really look forward to it. And I'm very angry. Uh, just Connie Nass, if you're listening, I pay you money. Please send my subscriptions on time. Like, legit, Wait, they're not sending them on time? No, they debut them, and they're on the newsstands for, like, three weeks, and then I get my Vogue in the mail. Do you know how long I had to wait for my Adele Vogue, which I was waiting for for a long time that so I could a, share it with you? Great interview. That yeah. was just a great one. Right. I learned so much about her. So that's very damning of the magazine industry. That should really arrive on they time. They should fix that. Um, that's kind of like... Uh, 
the opposite problem of last year when Entertainment Weekly broke the story of um, Derek Shepard dying on Grey's Anatomy before the episode had aired. They like really screwed up. Oh, because they hit because it Entertainment hit, Weekly, who yeah. had the exclusive, had emailed out. It got to people's like doors. Like it arrived at homes before the show had aired. And so I found out from from like scans on Oh No They Didn't, and I was devastated. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess that's tough. In general, I respect Entertainment Weekly's hustle. Like they yeah. they had they the had Jon Snow, Snow information. exclusive this week. Um. Shout out to them. Yeah. All right. I, let's get back to okay. Anna Wintour and Vogue, though. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I'm very interested in Anna Wintour and Vogue. I've seen both documentaries. Actually, I've seen three because one time I just spent a Friday afternoon, like, watching a 2000-ish British documentary on Ooh, Anna Wintour, which cool. I really recommend, FYI. What's the British take on her? Um, They are a little less scared of her. Mm. You know, sort of, like, abruptness and uh, getting shit done and not being that nice about it is more respected in right. England. Uh, shout more out common. To, shout out to England. Yeah, love um, it. And I think, you know, just kind of her, a lot of her demeanor is sort of uh, scary. And, sure. and some of it is just British, and they're more comfortable with the British part. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I've seen that one. I've seen the September issue, mm. which came out a few years ago. Yeah. I really recommend that. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's just about the inner workings of Vogue. If you have any interest in that, it's good. If yeah, you don't, yeah. like, big go big live look your life. for Grace Coddington. That is kind of how Grace Coddington became a mainstream star. Yeah, to the extent that she's a mainstream star. Right. She I was understand. the num- <laughs> she was the number two at Vogue. In case you don't know who that is, but then she stepped down recently. Yes. Um, too much fame, you know. She too had much fame. she had to break away. <laughs> um, I have some questions about Anna Wintour in the Met Ball. Yeah. Did well, she get to say? So there's another one, oh, a documentary great. that's out right now called The First Monday in May. Oh. Um, that's about specifically the Met Ball. Is it made by the September issue people? Uh, no, I believe it's made by the guy who did uh, the Page One documentary. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm looking for his so name. So it's like a media documentarian. Yeah, and Andrew Rossi, uh, oh, who did sure. the Page One. Um, it's not a good documentary, just FYI. Okay. I still really enjoyed the first Money I Made, but it has like major issues. Page One was not good either. Okay. Um, I, I well, maybe he should retire. I wasn't into it. <laughs> no. It was just kind of boring. I, mean, I think if you worked there, you could just kind of like you probably were more into it. And yeah. there's, you know, there's a large New York Times staff, so that's a big audience. Yeah. The main problem with the first money in May, in addition to it just being kind of like sort of mysterious filmmaking, like they chose to end the whole documentary with like a really sad cat power song at, oh. at like a party. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. But okay, but that's not the main problem. The main problem, which um, I think was articulated really well in an article by Haley Mlotek, look mm. it up, it was on N plus one online only um was just that it's about last year's met gala which was about china oh um and that was not a subject that was handled in any sort of with any sort of sensitivity and it was like huge cultural appropriation issues and vaguely racist issues and the movie basically tries to justify the whole thing it really skirts next to the political issues and then it's like no it's fine it's fine. It, this is art. It's it's great, and it look it's a really bad look. <laughs> well, that's I'm glad you brought up the the theme because the yes. tech was the theme this year. Yes. Does Anna Wintour select these themes? So the Met Gala is done kind of in conjunction with the Costume Institute, right? At the Met Museum, like ostensibly, it's a fundraiser for the Costume Institute. So I believe that the guy, the person who selects the theme is Anna Wintour and the man who runs Got it. the Institute. That's a great job. Working at the Met in general seems great. There's so many wonderful yeah. 
so many like wonderful fantasies I could conjure about like being involved with the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Many of them based on books that I've read, and like the mix up files. I was about to say Frank the Weiler. only one. Yeah, and the Goldfinch too. That's true. Oh yeah, hey, of course. Or the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh my God! How did I block that yeah. out? I have some. Whatever. We can do another Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> we can do a whole uh, fictional works of the Metropolitan Museum. But anyway. That just seems like a great job. And I think the Costume Institute, probably because of this gala, gala, but in general has like the least troubles raising money. Well, the Met Gala funds it for the whole year. Right. There's some, if you like kind of Met Museum intrigue, then you should see the documentary because there are some great scenes of like all the really stodgy museum people being like, but will this get in the way of like my ancient urn? (laughs) And then the costume people being like, but we need the money. And also it's art. Um, Yeah, I'm really not interested in the the question of is fashion art? Um, I guess like I'm like kind of into it, but when you're introducing people like, I don't know, Kylie Jenner, it's hard for me to take that conversation seriously. Totally, totally. And so, yeah, let's just talk about what the Met Gala has kind of become in the consciousness like it's it's like a, a fashion show for models and celebrities, celebrities in it's general. like the number one celebrity showcase yeah. besides the oscars where they all yeah. are there and everyone wants to go it's not like obligatory like i feel like the golden globes are kind of obligatory and the oscars and the met gala are like a plus events that's true the only person who doesn't want to go is gwyneth paltrow she never wants to go she spoke publicly about how boring and hot it was and she never wants to go again really yeah hot? interesting like Hot yeah, temperature. Sense. Yes. Yeah, right. I really relate to that. I, I hate being overheated. <laughs> like, I, in general, I'd rather be cold than hot. <laughs> Unless, like, you're, like, appropriately dressed. And, like, when you're wearing a ton of makeup and, like, a couture gown, who would want to be, like, sweating? And all the lights. Yeah, it seems terrible. All of the lights. Yeah, it just seems really rough. Anyway, everyone else wants to be there. Yes. And everyone else shows up. Which, who, again, speaks to just the power of Anna Winter, which I have such respect for. Her daughter, B. Schaefer, was mm-hmm. wearing one of my favorite dresses. So the theme was tech. And let's, let's be clear. The actual theme oh. was Manus Ex Machina. <laughs> okay? Which, Man in the Machine? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Some people in my home were very upset that it was Manus. Because and of the like, Why is it Manus? Why? This is... Why? why? Why was that the selection? Because they always try to make it sound like, like more important than it is. Right. They very much believe that fashion is art. So uh, they're trying to take it seriously. Um, Man in the Machine is interesting. Like, what? Like, where does your mind immediately go to that? Robots. Robots, yeah. And a fair number of people showed up in, like, robot-esque paraphernalia. Yeah. Most notably on our Slack, Zayn Malik, formerly of One Direction. And Gigi. And they're... They Gigi both looked Hadid. great. They looked great. Their debut as a couple on the red carpet, I believe. Uh, and they did like a cute RoboCop matching thing. Yeah. So he was wearing a, like a, a lovely black suit and then had like robot arms yeah. over his suit, which was just like a great touch. I don't personally feel comfortable in costumes. I hate Halloween. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and that's exactly what I would do. I would wear like a normal outfit with like a touch of a costume. Where are you on like couples doing a matching thing? I do not support it. But where are you on Gigi and Zayn? Well, theirs was good. It was more like coordinated than okay. matching. Great. It wasn't like um, a couple that like just like wanted you to know that they like love Halloween together and therefore one was like wearing a mustard suit and one was wearing a ketchup suit. Right. Like that's something I just can't get behind. I also hate it when people go as like Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Like we get it. Or like Jim and Pam was really a popular couple's costume for circa college, you know, like also how is that a costume? You just like make a moony face, like 
face the whole time? I what know. is that? Well, the only time I did like a coordinated costume, well, first of all, at summer camp, we had Halloween in July every, every year. And I hated it. Like I, sure. as soon as we were done taking our official picture, <laughs> I ran back to my bunk to change clothes. And I like, I just hated it so much. Juliet, you and I are soulmates. Continue. <laughs> and, uh, the only time I've done like a coordinated costume was I was like tricked into it my sophomore year of college. Cause you're really impressionable at 19. And, uh, we were a liquor cabinet and I dressed up as Jägermeister and, and I was like, fine, I'll be Jäger. And I wore brown sweatpants and like a white tank top and <laughs> Ant, like an antler headband and that was it and i was like that's I've, good i fulfilled my duties as part of this group that's really good the only one i've ever done is that like a couple years ago a friend of mine was dating someone who i didn't like that much and she had a halloween party and but like we felt like we had to go to support oh, our friend that's nice so uh, zach and i were ina garden and her husband jeffrey and jeffrey i've said jeffrey just... to the store he's picking up wine for later jeffrey mm. loves when i bake chocolates and the most like demoralizing part of it was that we just dressed as our ourselves like i have a million of those (laughs) denim smocks and zach just always wears button-up shirts and we were just like cool it's really sad i love jeffrey and ina they seem like they have a great life together anyway sorry that was a long thing about costumes sorry do you think that the met gala would be more exciting if everyone were in actual costumes i think so because then it would also be like a little bit like harder to make fun of them because they're like yeah it's a costume party and also who I, I like celebrity halloween pictures but so like taylor swift wore a short dress that was like very silver and shiny and um very dark lipstick and her bleach blonde hair right now and she looked ridiculous she yeah, looked like was... she just said that of her own bad blood video yeah it was really tough it was like halfway between a costume and fashion and yeah. taylor swift is not someone who can pull that off did you watch the video of her doing um dancing with tom, tom hiddleston? hiddleston of course i did it was to like a, a weird uh remix of jay-z basically of a jay-z song that i can't remember the name of yeah I, Tom Hiddleston makes a lot of sense as a squad member for Taylor Swift, which is like the most damning thing I've ever said about Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, maybe. You like him, don't you? I do really like him. I've um, got no use for him. You and Sam Donsky, <laughs> uh, a new staff member for The Ringer, should talk. Sam Donsky agrees with you. I find him really charming, but okay. and I think he looks good in a tux. You just love Loki. Loki is actually the best <laughs> Tom Hiddleston role. Unfortunately, he's on a show right now called The Night Manager, which I'm... Um, I like, even though it's not that good. Mm, I've, I'm going to watch this. Anyway. Like, piling up in my DVR. Yeah. So Taylor Swift was a total L. Total L. And in general, people who wore tinfoil or tinfoil S dresses as an attempt to like be menust ex machina, <laughs> which I'm going to keep saying, were, were a total loss. But here's the thing. I do understand. At least they tried. Yes. At least they tried with the tech theme. Like, I... I I think it's dumb, but I understand how you're like, oh, I have to dress like the future or like tech. And then I understand how you end up in a tinfoil dress. Here's what I did not understand, Juliet. The number of people who are just in long cream colored gowns, yes. like basically sort of slutty bridal dresses. Yes. I don't, how is that the future? I don't know. Can is I na- can I list some of the people? Name names. Kate Hudson, Margot Robbie, Lily Aldridge, Carly Kloss, Mindy Kaling, Jennifer Hudson, Al Fanning, Rosie Huntington-Whitley, Uma Thurman. I could go on. Okay. One exception is yeah. Rosie Huntington-Whitley because she looked so beautiful in Mad Max. <laughs> I'd like for her to wear white all the time okay. and channel that role. Okay. I'm okay with that one. Okay. Maybe it also... So that was like a very futuristic movie. So her excuse is that she was thinking Mad Max like. Okay, she was in costume. Were they just all in yeah. Mad Max costume? No, just her. Okay. 
I accept her from the list. Yeah, I don't get that. You got to try a little harder. Yeah, the only thing about Carly Claus, and I'm also going to make up an uh, exception for her, is that at the at an after party, she spilled wine on her dress. Yes, and instead of like changing or like just like having it ruin her night, she just chopped off her dress and turned a gown into a mini. And I love that. Like and she looked incredible. She looked incredible. She's Carly Claus. Yeah, she's a six foot supermodel. Totally. I she agree. looked beautiful. I support. I thought she. I appreciate that. The only other like major event well there are two more major events okay. that happened at the met gala uh one was very important to you yes um, alex rodriguez was there yes he would was. you like to talk a little bit Thank about what happened this up alex rodriguez has been rumored to be dating um sergey brin from google's ex-wife and it hasn't exactly been confirmed but page six has been all over it and they finally made their debut at the event together and it was really exciting i can't believe this is who alex rodriguez is dating right now i really love it because it plays you know my rule for power couples is that i want you to be as random as possible yeah i've articulated this before but super random I support them. I also kind of like the kind of ex-Google intrigue. Like, sure. what's going on at Google and Love Lives? And she's like a badass of her own. She's, totally. She's like, the, she's like the former CEO of... 23andMe. Like, yeah, 23andMe. Yeah. And she's just like deep in the tech world as well. And I think this is a great pivot for Alex Rodriguez. Get yourself a woman of substance. I agree. It's also just been a really huge week for Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. If you have not checked out <laughs> Alex Rodriguez's uh, home in Architectural Digest this month, I recommend it. You can always tell when a uh, athlete's career is coming to an end and they're moving in like the lifestyle direction, like they're prepping themselves for like, their own goop phase. It's like, that's when you call Architectural Digest. It's when you call El Decor. That's when you show up at the Met Gala. That's when you show up at the Met Gala. It's great. He's making all the right moves for his I'm career. Very excited for Arod's goop. Absolutely. I well, I, we could be like I don't even know what you'd call it. Roop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Something great for Alex Rodriguez. But for some reason, um, I feel like the tie has turned on him, and he's like less hated than he used to be. Maybe that's just in our office. No, I think that's absolutely true. I did not start with he called some of the World Series. Yeah, he was very good on TV last fall. Look at me. I know things about baseball. Um, I thought he was very good. He's like a good broadcaster. Yeah. And I think sort of once you can once you're you start using your personality for good and you start making that shift, it's it's easier. Right. Like no one ever talks about how Charles Barkley like has like threw someone into a windshield once. He's so so great on TV. Yeah. It just, you know, that becomes like your persona and it overshadows everything totally. else. So great job, Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> managing his celebrity profile. Um, I was also really into uh, Rita Ora's look, not because it was good, but because it was so ostentatious. It was like kind of like a feathery suit, but more like like she was dressed like Ariel from The Little Mermaid if that was set in the future and there was no water. It was just like, all right, I got like, like uh, feathers hanging off the bottom half of her body. I can't tell whether this is like you earnestly liked it or you ironically liked it. I ironically liked it. Because you're sort of interested in the Rita Ora nonsense narrative. I'm just interested in how she gets cameras to like photograph her over and over. It's true. Who else did you really like? Oh, this is great. Okay. Uh, Oh, I found a reason to care about Johnny Depp. Oh, great. His daughter uh, looked good at the Met Gala. Was that his date? Uh, No, he was not there. Oh, she just got to go? Or maybe he was there. I didn't see any pictures. Amber Heard was there, but... uh, Interesting. Were Amber Heard and and daughter Depp hanging out? I did not see that. Hmm. I didn't see any pictures of them together. There were more pictures of the after show, of the after parties this year than in previous years. Yeah, and also Vogue did kind of a weird photo boothy thing mm. for Instagram where they made all of these people like dance in a weird hall with 
mirrors. How do you feel about the like the like official photo booth trend that's happening these days? Like every uh, Oscars after party is like see snaps from our photo booth on EW.com on VanityFair.com. You know, I'm of two minds. When there are celebrities involved, I really like the behind the scenes element. I watched every one of the videos in the Vogue series, all of them, <laughs> every single one. You're really committed to Vogue. Alicia Vikander was a great dancer, and I recommend her video. Um, I also really liked her her dress yeah, in general. She, like the cool Louis Vuitton girls were the best for me. She was wearing like a short dress that was like red, and it was sort of like almost like a superhero costume if she were from the Renaissance. Yes, it's true. <laughs> That's like the best way I can describe it. It was like sort of like um, a time traveler superhero. Yeah, that's true. But I thought she could pull it off because yeah. she can wear literally anything. L- anything. Was she with Fassbender? No. I didn't think so. I didn't see him. Her. And yeah. he looks great suited up. So that's a real loss for us. It's true. Um, so, she, yeah, she was like cute behind the scenes. Yeah. So anyway, back to your the photo booth question. I like it when it's a, temp- a chance for me to see celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um who I wouldn't otherwise get to see, uh, which isn't in general, I think the whole appeal of the Met Ball. It's basically like the red carpet without the three-hour ceremony that you Mm -hmm. have to watch. So that's great. I love it when celebrities in a room together. I love getting behind-the-scenes look at that. Um, The photo booth at your wedding, nah. I kind of of agree, but... I enjoy the photo booth, and like, and I'm glad to have pictures. Do you use the props sometimes, like begrudgingly? So it's in the Halloween category of like, yeah. don't feel comfortable. I agree, but, but I mean, at a party, like everyone like flocks to the photo booth, even though I do feel like kind of awkward with it. I will say, there's that one photo booth camera that's like very flattering. Yeah, we took a picture of the Game of Thrones premiere party. And it was very flattering. I would just, can we make all cameras that? Great lighting. Well, you can now buy a case that Kim Kardashian uses for her pictures that has like a ring of light around your phone. So it's very flattering and it just creates incredible selfies. Wow, we should get that. I know. One one of my friends has it and it's like the best picture I've ever taken on a phone. Also really good for black and white. So then it looks like artsy and cool. Yeah. I mean, just think about it, you know? Okay. (laughs) Something to consider. Okay. Um, Okay. So who else looks really good? Alicia um, Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Uh, Michelle Williams, who was also in the... She had, like, a similar short robot. Mm-hmm. Short robot was the way vibe. to go, I think. It's always Except the way to Taylor go. Except for Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, that's true. She really got screwed. She really did. She was... Louis Vuitton did both Taylor Swift and Alicia Vikander, and it just, like, didn't work out for Taylor Swift, which is sort of, like, the true saga of Taylor Swift, right? Of just trying to do out. the cool thing, yeah. and it just falls flat off the treadmill on your face. Totally. Um, I think she should go more classic. In general, I like her better in classic outfits than like true. very on trend. Also, in general, I don't like a strong lipstick on her, red or black. Interesting. The black was weird because it's such a departure from her red. It was not for me. Me neither. Um, Jaden and Willow Smith. They looked great. Amazing. But My Hair is still one of my favorite songs of the, of the century. <laughs> I don't think it's played enough. How do you think that Willow Smith feels about Whip My Hair right now? She probably doesn't want to associate with it. She's probably like, it's like going through a phase of like, that was from when I was like young and didn't know anything. Yeah. Do you think that she'll like come around to it in old Um, age or is she the type of artist who's like always trying to like innovate? That's a great question. So hard for me to know where her career is going to go because everything that's happened with them in the last three years has been entirely unpredictable, but I hope she comes back around to it. It's a great song. It's really good. It was my ringtone circa 2010. Okay. That's a, that's a good Juliet Snapchat (laughs) that I'll treasure. (laughs) Oh, man. We haven't talked about the Kardashians and Kanye's contacts. Uh, I thought Kendall looked great. 
and She's very pretty. The rest of them looked the way they always do. Also, Kylie is just racing a white female in Kim at some point, which it's weird. If they're comfortable as a family with that, I guess it's not for me to say anything. Uh, but I did raise my eyebrows. It is weird. She has been looking more and more like her in a less and less natural way. Yeah, I have not enjoyed it. I did not like Kanye's contacts. Um, lack of creativity. Cre- for- yeah, and weird. Weird. And I just don't really know like what he's trying to say about that. Like, is that some kind of comment on like, I don't know. I just feel like it was a weird choice. I do kind of respect like the minimal effort, maximum effect, right? Sure. He didn't have to do anything but put those on. Right. Like the future is the same, but different. And my eyes will be a different color. <laughs> That's the bottom line. It must be weird to put on contacts if you don't actually wear them. Like, does he wear contacts? I don't think so. I've never seen him in glasses. I don't actually know about Kanye's like vision. Can, can you imagine in a he- literal sense? <laughs> I have some opinions on his artistic vision, but can you imagine either having someone put them in for you or doing it yourself if you're not a contact wearer? Like touching your no, eyes, been, not normal. I've been a contact wearer since I was like eight, so Me too. I can't imagine that world. But people like kind of freak out if they're if they don't do it. Yeah. Hmm. Anything for his art, I guess so. And fashion. <laughs> Thanks, Kanye, for putting us first. Instead of yourself. I have one more thing I'd like to say about okay. the Met Gala. Then we can move on. Okay. But great. it's important to jam session. Yeah. Michael Strahan was invited to the Met Gala. Our girl, Kelly Ripa, not there. Really? How do you feel about that? Did he go? He was there. He was on oh, the red carpet. I thought you, could... you know, possibly Kelly Ripa was invited and did not attend. Mm-hmm. Um, or possibly she just like decided to go in a back entrance and mm-hmm. just was there for the party. I don't really think that that's an option at the Met Gala. Yeah. So I... I, I don't I, I don't know about Anna's intentions on this and whether sure. she meant to snub Kelly Ripa, but Kelly Ripa was not there. I can see them not liking each other, knowing very little about them. Kelly Ripa's kind of like the anti-Anna Wintour. Sure. She's extremely warm. She's very chatty. And she just sort of is like a, a woman of the people. Yeah. And that's definitely nothing to say to Anna Wintour. Well, I guess our woman of the people was not was not there i'm sad that's not respect in the workplace no it's definitely not also michael strahan i feel like he's probably like really happy to be embroiled in the controversy it's like it's like a good good look for him you know staying staying in the consciousness because it's, it's really his only point of relevance at this point i know I, I, a good celebrity fight is a, is fun he should really embrace it while he can yeah all right let's move on but first let's talk about simply safe Juliet, I have a story to tell you. Oh, great. Uh, I love stories. A few weeks ago, uh, Zach, my fiance, was out of town, and so I went to see a film called The Invitation. Oh, I no. I don't want to spoil it too much, but all I want to say is that um, some really terrible stuff goes down in the Hollywood Hills as a part of uh, The Invitation. And then I had to go home alone to my house, which also happens to be sort of in a canyon situation, and I was terrified. And do you know what I could have used, Juliet? You could have used Simply Safe. I could have used Simply Safe. Here's why. Would you ever pay for something that makes makes your life worse? No, of course you wouldn't. But that's exactly what these big home security companies will force you to do. First, they'll get you to buy one of those old wired systems. Then they'll drill a bunch of holes in your walls to install the thing. And if you aren't happy with the results, guess what? You still owe them thousands of dollars because you signed a long-term contract. That would really suck. If you also saw the invitation and were scared out of your mind and are looking for a security system, go with Simply Safe. Simply Safe got rid of everything wrong with the home security industry. No drilling, it's wireless, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You'll never be stuck paying for something you didn't want. And 24-7 monitoring is just $14.99 a month. 
three times less than most security companies. Visit simplysafe33.com to get a 10% discount just for listening to this show. That's simplysafe33.com. Thanks, Simply Safe. Moving to the other coast, where we currently are, mm-hmm. California, let's talk about Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha Curry. They did a Q&A with Parents Magazine this week. Yes. It also had a video. Did you watch the video? I actually didn't watch the video. Um, you didn't need to because the Q&A was just um, a transcript of, of the video, but, okay. but longer. And... I was surprised it couldn't like milk more out of Steph and Aisha. Like it seemed like a relatively like small amount of content, but then I remembered, Oh, Steph's really boring. Right. I was about to say like, you want to just go into your opinions here. <laughs> so this is really going to be like a Juliet opinion experience. And I'm going to be here asking questions. Oh, great. I only recently learned, um, that Steph Curry and Aisha Curry for, were from North Carolina. Yes. Not really paying attention to their, uh, they're not really in your world. Yeah, they're not in my world. I mean, Riley Curry's in my world. Sure, she's cute. Sure. Um, Steph is great at basketball. Yes, I've heard. He's very He's good. one of the Splash Brothers. He's one of the Splash I've Bros. Heard this. He's the MVP. He's like the presumptive MVP yeah. again this year. And uh, he was wearing a nice sport coat last night yeah. at the game. He actually I've... was wearing, I noticed as well, a great mm-hmm. outfit last night. He was wearing like a kind of like a chambray sport coat with yeah. a striped shirt, like t-shirt underneath it. And it was like a white and like very light beige stripe so it's yeah. very subtle he looks great he looks great he looks like a, a normal guy which is part of the reason why he looked good because he's like a petite man for yes. a basketball player so this q a is very much like trying to make them seem like normal people yes which it does it also makes them seem like normal boring people right so steph is great at basketball and he's become like the face of the league and yet he is so like just boring like he doesn't give a good interview Unlike Draymond Green, who is his teammate, who's like a great interview. To be fair, yes, this was an interview with Parents Magazine. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Just like number one, like all respect to the parents in my life, but talking about parenthood is not always scintillating. That's true, unless you're Jennifer Garner. I guess that's really true. She made it very exciting you're for Vanity mine. Fair, always. Um, so Steph and Aisha. I've been reading her blog for a long time. It used to be called Little Lights of Mine. It's been like renamed AishaCurry.com. But like good branding. Yeah, smart. You know, capitalize on that on that name. And she's really wanted to be like a like a thing for a while. And and that was even before like Steph broke out, like while he was like still injured, basically. And this article like gave me some background on where she was coming from. I'd love to read a question and answer from this. That was really news to me. Uh, The question from uh, parenting parents. Aisha, how hard was it for you to put your acting aspirations on hold to support Steph? Um, I did not know that she had acting aspirations. I didn't either, but it totally makes sense. Apparently. Oh, do you want to read her answer? Um, Oh, it's not that good. Of course, it's not that good. Um, I was figuring out what my career path was going to be. Then shortly after we got married, I found out we were pregnant with Riley. She was a borderline honeymoon baby. (laughs) So that that. became my next move. I struggled with that for a while. I actually like that. It was like the most endearing thing that she said, like struggling with becoming pregnant so quickly and all that. Yeah, totally. I totally got that. I mean, not that I... Also, it seems like she was 23, 24. Yeah, really really young. young. Super young. It's so young to get married. Um... But it totally makes sense that she wanted to be an actress. And it's like she's like so lucky that her husband like broke out in this way that he did. Like he he was always a really good shooter, but now he's just like the superstar of the NBA. And I kind of feel bad for like hating on her for like like riding his fame, but just sort of like all broke right for her. So let's explain. So she 
she has a cooking show on YouTube that's being turned into a book and also possibly a TV show. Yeah, she Is also that right. Yes. Or, what other Ayesha Kirby projects are out in the universe? She also, I think, does like some design stuff and collaborate. She's got like partnerships with, um, I think, Pottery Barn for Kids. Pottery Barn for Kids is really good for kid she, gifts, just FYI. Oh, yeah. It's it the is really one. good. Um, she's got an olive oil brand. Everyone has an olive I feel like that's really big right now. Is it? Interesting. It's like the new liquor? Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, it's one of them. People are really branding wherever they can, but I feel like special olive oil is really having a moment. Interesting. And then, of course, Drake rapped about them. Chef Curry with the pot. Yeah. That was really lucky for them. Really she like capitalized on that she made like a cooking video with them dancing yeah it was great i mean it was like good viral content but like they just rubbed me the wrong way as a couple it's a, it's such it's the hater in me it's a very unpopular opinion is it just that they're boring it's that they're boring and a little sanctimonious very sanctimonious and then i just think that the way they present their relationship is kind of strange like they act like it's very like holy to them and um but now they're completely exploiting it like for example Apparently they have like a pregame ritual where oh yeah he, they talk about this in the yeah he interview. like looks it up to her in the crowd and they have like matching tattoos that they like reference and like do like a sign to each other which I think is very cute and she wanted to keep it a secret but he just kind of like divulged it yeah. she was like oh you're gonna tell them I'm just like keep that keep something sacred man keep things to yourself though so isn't it almost like they're just not that ex- he's not that experienced and was talking about it and i guess I, so I feel however like- his father was in the nba he's been been around this world for a long time so you think they're calculating rather than naive i can't tell either way it's not working for me okay but i do think that she is probably enjoying his fame more than he's enjoying it himself well someone ought to that's true it's who knows flame is famous fleeting you never know how long it'll last do you think riley is gonna be in the public ever again or is um, that one and done I don't know. They haven't been taking her to her her to games as much. They said it's because like of scheduling issues. But I mean, she's very young. convenient. Convenient excuse. Sure. I so she's I think three or four. Their other baby's really cute now. Ryan. I like the name Ryan for a girl. I think it's Riley and Ryan's very cute. Yeah. Who do, who doesn't love it? Uh, let's move on. Also in the move, news this week, as of today, this morning, Britney Spears in the New York Times. So there's a very long and. Um, I thought very good article in the New York Times written by um, Serge Kowaleski and our pal Joe Coscarelli. Who, um, shout out to them. Shout out to them. And it was basically about kind of Britney Spears' legal situation. Um, she is still under conservatorship, mm. which she has been since the rough patch in 2007, 2008. Right. Um, Circa Gimme More. Circa Gimme More. Circa The Umbrella. Right. Circa some other. Ba- barefoot in the gas station. Yeah, some shaving hard her times. Head, her hair. Remember when she shaved her hair? Yeah, I do. That was wild. I still remember like the drudge splash, but it was not a good time. Do you think that drudge is pissed that the siren is like now associated with the emoji more than the drudge siren? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he's pissed about a lot of things about the internet, to be honest. <laughs> great point. Okay, great point. Anyway. Back to Brittany. <laughs> um, so the article was just kind of about re- investigating her legal situation right now and, uh, they didn't speak to Brittany, you know, no one would comment for the story, but they did some pretty good investigative reporting about how involved her dad and her lawyer are and kind of what her financial situation is right now and kind of whether she might and her legal situation and whether she might actually be let out of this conservatorship right. sometime soon. Um, it was really interesting. It The main thing about it is that 
it asks this question of like will she will she be allowed to take care of like make her own decisions because right now both of her like emotional and physical well-being and also like her money uh is being controlled by other people is it still her father yeah jamie right yeah um and it goes into a little bit about the drama surrounding that right um and it talks a lot about how she was very upset about the the arrangement like at the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's kind and it says that now you know again no direct quotes but everyone around her seems to think that she's like totally fine with it right um well it's sort of like she doesn't have to make any decisions it's kind of nice yeah no it seems great it you know as they say at one point it's just like this allows her to just worry about her music she apparently has a new album coming out this summer interesting and her kids right um which seems like a decent arrangement but at the same time it's very weird that she's not control in control of her money at all. Right. Particularly if she's making tons of it right now in Las Vegas. She's making like $50 million a year. So much. That's an insane amount of money. I can't even get over it. They s- described the schedule, which I wasn't totally aware of, but she does three days a week for six weeks, and then you have six weeks off. Right. That's very low. Sounds great. Work. Yeah, and she can just like fly in and out. She lives in yeah. LA. It's very close. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. The other thing that the article touched upon was like how she kind of is letting people in through her Instagram where she just shows like pictures of herself and her kids. Yes. And that's is interesting because it's like definitely like the picture of her there is definitely at odds with like her general media kind of like I feel like because of the conservatorship, she's kind of like toned down her personality a little bit. But I guess on Instagram, it's like still quirky and weird. I think also, you know, just a little bit in her media presence and even in the performances and the things that you watch like the videos you watch from Las Vegas or for example, when she was on the X factor, um, her general persona has been turned down a lot. Yeah. It's not the same Brittany that we saw at 17, which is obvious. Of course, no one is the same as they were at 17. Um, but it is really interesting that Instagram seems to be like this weird, enthusiastic outlet for her. Totally. That she does not have anywhere else. Apparently it's really nice. I was looking at her Instagram for a while today. It's very weird. I think it's almost definitely like, from her because it'll just be the pictures of her bathing suits yeah and it's like sex in the city uh <laughs> memes no i swear to god it's like there's one of like when carrie you know the episode with aiden up in the woods yeah. and then she goes to the drive-thru and is like it's like a burger fries and a cosmopolitan <laughs> and britney spears posted that on her instagram shout out to britney that's great she's catching yeah. up with tv she's like i was on tour so i'm catching up with everything i missed in 1999 yeah that'd be a great use of her time wouldn't you love Britney Spears uh, TV reviews of shows that she missed when she was like really busy and famous? Absolutely. I would love all of it. <laughs> Let's let her speak a little more. Yeah. So that's what's interesting is that she doesn't seem that inclined to. Yeah. And also, and ultimately like there's for as much like information that the article gives, like ultimately there's a the question of like what was or what is wrong with Britney Spears? Like, yeah, it's hard to tell. The way they treat yeah. her is with such extreme kid gloves. It's hard to totally. tell, like, did she have, like, some kind of abuse problem? Right. Is it something more chemical than that? Like, is it, you know, like, is Absolutely. it emotional? I think the article is a very responsible thing of being, like, medical conditions cannot be diagnosed from afar, which yeah. is 100% true. Yeah. And, like, we don't know. And it talks just a lot kind of about we- the kind of weird legal ramifications of conservatorships in general. Right. Which I found very interesting. But it is... Yeah, it's a weird question because clearly something went wrong. Right. And now she seems kind of okay in her arrangement. Right. But it is very weird that she's just not in charge of her own life in any way. Right. And, like, 
just thinking about that like as like a mother like what does that even mean for her kids too yeah there's like some complex custody arrangements right it's pretty crazy that kevin federline's like even still around he pops on tmz like every other month kevin federline what's he doing now do you know he's got some other kids i think he was like shopping some kind of reality show for a while yeah you know what can you do if you're kevin federline i mean it's like ignom is like an you know a bad kind of fame to have it's true no one really wants to do business with you yeah i thought that the positive thing about this article i mean it was very i learned a lot but also it seems like britney is in a good place yeah i'm happy about that um and they say that it seems like the people who are in charge of her lawyers and her father are kind of loosening their grip and kind of working with her and she's getting to do more things which seems good it doesn't seem quite as terrifying a situation right I would love to know just like what she does, like a day, like an hour by hour schedule. Yeah, I have no idea. And like who's in her house all the time. I actually wondered that about all celebrities. Like, is Drake ever alone? Like, is he ever by himself? No. That's so weird to me. Like, I just can't even imagine what that's like. I would not be able to sustain it at all. Oh my God, me neither. Terrible. I need extensive alone time. I guess maybe if you're a celebrity, it just, you start needing. You get used to the attention and then you need people around you all the time. Right. And even just to like tell you where to go next. Like, oh, you have a skeptic. Like, I can, you know. Yeah, but you could text me that. That's true. From the other room <laughs> with the door many, closed. How many cell phones do you think Britney Spears has? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it could be zero or five. Like basketball players all have a like, minimum two. Okay. So I don't even know what that means for like someone mega wealthy. Are like, they Britney the Spears. same type of phone? usually there'll be like two iphones or like if you have a specific sponsorship you'll have like a samsung for your sponsorship and then like an iphone for your Do you re- think that real co- correspondence get confusing though like how many mix-ups and like lol sorry wrong numbers do you think like think, happens between the two phones i think that you probably roll with it i think you're probably just like <laughs> you don't know who it is you just pretend to know if they have two phones are they running both phones like are they personally responsible for them it depends on the on the player okay and the person but usually one's for your girlfriend one's for your side piece one's for like professional contacts one's for like your inner squad okay so it's sort of like side piece and professional contacts in one and uh like girlfriend and like your homies in the other yeah here's another question that i have i have a lot of questions <laughs> men who's times back you know great um how do celebrity cell phones not get lost more often? I don't know. And like, how do we not have access great... to all of that? Which I know is like illegal and horrible and invasive, and I'm sorry. But also, how does it not happen all the time? It's such, it's such a good question. Especially if you have two. Yeah. It's two things to keep track of. This is one thing that I actually talk about with Steph Curry all the time. Because yeah. Aisha is such a big part of his persona and she travels with the team or she used to before they had kids i'm always i always wonder if he has two phones like and like if he like if he had is like a typical nba player like that mm-hmm. or if he is more just sort of like regular guy i i always wonder about that i sort of feel like stephanie is for the people who have each other's phone codes probably which i find horribly invasive <laughs> <laughs> um I know, like, I like some friends whose parents share an email address. Yeah, I don't get that at all. It's so, it's, like, so crazy. It's it's interesting, like, how you, like, depending on your age, how you, like, that will affect your relationship and, like, interface with technology. Because, like, some of it will just seem so natural. Like, yeah, of course you'd share that. Or, like, of course you'd, whatever. Yeah. And also, like, what if you use, like, the code for your phone is like, the code for, like, your bank account? Like, it's just, like. It's true. It's so complicated. I'm thinking about it now, and zach could probably like hack all my things if he wanted to right but i don't know if he just has guess. well maybe yeah. you should change your passwords so he can't but that seems like a weird different no like, trust. aggressive no trust situation like do you think britney spears gets to have a code on her phone oh my god 
Like, is her are her text messages monitored by the conservators of her? Oh God, I hope not. I That'd know. Be so sad. It would be so sad. Uh, celebrities and technology. That's what it really should have been at the Met Gala. That's true. Is celebrities and technology, and everyone should have like had to have some kind of, some kind of manifestation of how they interface with like cell phones, or at least bring the person who runs their social media right. account with them. And like, does Britney Spears even have like a laptop? Like, does she use a computer? I don't think that many celebrities use computers. They don't. Like, yeah. I think I think people. I feel like. Like, I feel like nur- like surgical nurses don't use computers. <laughs> like, I feel like if you don't have a desk job, what do you need a computer for? Your phone can do it all. Yeah, that's true. Like, Mobile is the future. I don't really get it. <laughs> all right. On that note, you're probably listening to this podcast on your phone. So thank you for listening. We hope we left you with some deep thoughts about how you are interacting with this this device in your with hand. The menace and the machina. <laughs> and Britney machina. Spears. We're rooting for you, Brittany. We love you. And we love you Simply Safe. Thank you for sponsoring today's podcast. Thank you again to Simply Safe. Most home security companies just make your life worse. They drill holes in your walls to install an outdated system, and then they lock you in an ironclad long-term contract. If you're looking to protect your family or just yourself home alone, go with Simply Safe. No wires, no drilling, no hidden fees, and no long-term contracts. 24/7 monitoring is just $14.99 a month. Visit simplysafe33.com to get a 10% discount. That's simplysafe33.com.